Welcome in. Brand new Jock Market Power Hour for this week's Players Championship. I'm Rick Gaming. That right there. Joe Idoni. Joe, Joe, Joe. Big boy on tap for tonight. Players, baby. Biggest purse of the year. We've got uh, we've got a special surprise here in a few minutes where we're going to uh, dish a little bit of that purse back into the uh, community here. But excited to talk to you about uh, the, one of the strongest field. We get another basically extreme borderline major championship level type event. And we know the the chaos that sometimes uh, exists and happens around TPC Sawgrass, which of course makes a, a thrilling environment for an app like jock market. Yeah, that's right. So we've got uh, $200 to give out for tonight in the form of jock bucks. We're going to do it in four $50 increments. So please uh, drop your jock market username in the chat like right now, because we're going to do it fairly early in the show and I've got to get all the names loaded into the optimizer. So Speak now or forever hold your peace with your jock market username, and hopefully you can be on the winning side of things. But Joe, um, for those who are just coming in for the first time, th this is stock market DFS. This is the opportunity to bid on shares of golfers. If you're one of the high bidders, by the time this IPO closes tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern time, those shares are allocated to you. But this has matured so much. You can short. Uh, there's live trade. There's just a lot. I mean, you can get into paid contests and build a portfolio all from the from the same amount. There's just a lot happening here. Yeah, the evolution of Jacques Market, we've kind of been along for the ride. We're consistently seeing updates and improvements. And uh, the most recent sort of added addition to the app is, of course, sort of the Pick'em format. So if you have the app open now, if you aren't familiar with it, we have a promo code on the bottom that will get you a $100 deposit match. That name is POWER, um, all caps for POWER HOUR. Yeah, but they added this sort of Pick'em feature, which is a nice addition, which is very familiar to a lot of people and maybe easier to digest if you are a new user. Um, it's basically picking parlays. You can do four different sports now. Hopefully golf is coming soon down the line. Uh, but we're excited to sort of cover this IPO hour, which leads right into about 9 p.m. tonight. Uh, where you can bid on shares of golfers. You can also short them, like you mentioned, but you'll see that price steadily tick up on the share price per player over the next 40 minutes or so. Yeah, so if you're looking for an example, like what the, what the heck are they talking about? What does this look like? Here's last week, and Kurt Kitayama last Wednesday night sold for $3.50 per share, got the full $25 per share payout. That's $21.50 per share of profit. Rory McIlroy, second place, 20 bucks per share. He went for 1101 last Wednesday, so that's nearly $9 of profit per share. And then Harris English went from 303 to $18 per share. Uh, I will note this, Joe. This is fun. So this data is all on rickrungood.com. It's free. You can check it out. Uh, that Kurt Kitayama victory was the biggest ROI of 2023 so far. Really interesting yeah. stuff. And he was able to actually, I saw when you just kind of had it pulled up there, uh, three of the top four were able to more than double your money in last week's market, which was Cantlay, which was Scheffler, which is Rory. But it was, of course, Kurt Kitayama, who was mixing it up with the Dragons down the stretch, able to overcome not only them. 
but a triple bogey, uh, an awkward situation in terms of a drop, some a potential three putt on the par five 16th hole. But um, the guys was nails. The guy was absolutely nails on 17 and 18. And and let's face it, he, he played the most complete 72 holes of any player, thus crowning him the champion and getting you that twenty five dollar payout on $3.50 per share IPO, which is which is nice to see for old Kurt. Yeah, actually looking through this, the top of the board did pretty well. Uh, that is five of the top seven were winners. Then you've got three more in the top 13. I mean, Justin Thomas was a small loser. Tony Finau was a small loser. But then you get this cluster here. The top the top 21 did, did pretty good as long as you avoided Hideki, Zalatoris, or Colin, or I guess John Rahm. Yeah, but, you know, interestingly, I, I don't know, and, and Jock Market does a great job of sort of showing the graph in terms of where players are buying and selling for. I bet there was a point, Rick, on like Friday around, say, 11 a.m. Eastern time where you probably could have got a ridiculous price on some of those John Rom shares if you felt like getting off because sure. so many people, myself included, had had sort of crowned him. Um, and just felt like he was going to win every golf tournament he tees up, and it was a foregone conclusion. So you have that opportunity with Jack Market where if you can see something where maybe he's continuing to miss off the tee and a couple of bogeys start to frustrate him, you can kind of bail out of that. And there was a good a good portion of that tournament, I believe you could have more than gotten your money back on shares to John Rahm. I love it. All right, here's, here's what's going to happen. We're moving fast here because we're going to give away this money, this $200, uh, very early in the show. We'll do it here in a couple minutes. So make sure your jock market username is in the chat. If you've already dropped it, don't drop it again. I've got everybody up to Zubalas. Okay. So if you, if you have already posted up to Zubalas, you do not need to post your name again. I've got you all ent- entered up to that point, but make sure you get it in. If you haven't dropped it yet, let's play bullish or bearish show. This is our opportunity to uh, take a stand on four different golfers and decide whether we are bullish or bearish on them for this player's championship market. Uh, let's start with the sixth pre-ranked golfer. Fair value tonight, $7.56, which would ask him to finish 20th or better. It is Max Homa. Are you bullish or bearish on Max Homa? So bullish on Max Homa. Um, This is a price point in which I think that he's very attractive if you can get him around this number of finishing 20th or better. You see there the level of consistency. He's he's done one better than that. He's finished top seven, or I'm sorry, that's that's 17 at the Hero World Challenge. Um, in, in basically every start, so 17th or better in five of his last six starts, going back to even further than that, he's really not missing cuts anymore, which was kind of one of his weaknesses, I think, last year was the random missed cut. So his floor is higher. Um, the guy's playing fantastic golf. He was one of like when I looked at sort of the highest earning in terms of ROI per tournament on the season, I tweeted that out earlier today. It's it's Kirk Kitayama. It's guys who randomly made this massive jump. It's Tom Kim. But Max Homa is right there returning you an average of nearly 80 percent in his last 10 markets per market so you can kind of take those shares roll them over into the next week on one of the top tier players in the world right now and he's continued to do it so i'm going to be bullish what about you yeah and he's doing that at a price point that's higher than everybody else who's remotely close to him average of seven dollars and 22 cents yeah i'm with you uh it's hard to be anything but bullish on max homa i like that he can do it a kind of a couple of different ways he could gain 11 strokes in the ball striking categories he can gain nine like he did at api and the farmers or he could just gain 11 strokes with the putter. I just think he is kind of capable. He is um, 
I'm trying to think who's a good comp. He, he's just like really good at getting the ball in the hole. And some days he's got weaknesses that he can, you know, kind of play away from. And some days he just leans into his strengths. It's, it's pretty impressive the way he does it. So bullish as well on, on Max Homa. We look at so many stats, man, but getting the ball in the hole is probably the most important, right? That one works very well. Yeah. Just yeah. get it in the hole as quickly as possible. Generally works out very well. How about Colin Morikawa here? Uh, the 10th pre-ranked golfer, 686 is his fair value. That's asking about 23rd or better. I'll, I'll start here, Joe. I don't know, man. Like... I think I skew bearish just because I think there's other guys who I am going to prioritize in my portfolio for tonight, but I, I have no idea what the state of his game is, right? The miscut in Phoenix, the miscut at the Arnold Palmer, but he had the T6 at Riviera in there, the farmer's close call with the third, the runner up at the tournament of champions. Like he's having a very polarizing year and I find him very difficult to figure out. I will take the slightly bearish side of things here. I think this is a good spot for Colin. We talked about this uh, when we spoke on Monday a little bit, but I, I'm sort of in on Colin this week. I actually don't mind the missed cut last week, kind of hopefully get some things worked out with with some of his swing stuff um, that obviously went a little bit wrong there in Orlando. But I think an increased importance at this event versus last week in terms of making sure to hit the fairways. Um, the rough is up a little bit. I think that being able to take advantage of his ball striking because he's not a guy with a ton of club head speed in comparison to others in the field. He really needs to be in the fairway to take full advantage of that. He's one of the best long iron players that we still have on the PGA tour slight earner. You see there over his last 20 markets, but I yeah, think but we're over due 10, for like over 10. He's been a lot better. Yeah. Well, I think we're due for like a peak column performance. Now you brought up something is the, is the wind, a concern with you with someone who plays one shot shape? Cause I heard you talk about it some this week. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think it is right. I mean, I don't, I, th this is just something that I've been kind of tracking via just my eyeballs the last couple of starts. And um, it seems like he, he doesn't play well in the wind. I, I watched him in Phoenix and, and, and things were, he just got swatted all over the place, just absolutely swatted. And, and I believe it's because he has one shot. Now that one shot has made him a lot of money. It's one of two, yeah. it's one of two major championships is this tight little baby cut that he hits at the same trajectory all the time. Um, unfortunately, when you get wind cornering you from different directions and every hole you're flipping around, you've got to have all the shots. And, and I just think that he'll grow into that. But I think wind is a problem right now. I, I, I honestly believe that mm -hmm. that's where I'm at. Um, let's roll through Terrell Hatton here. So okay. uh, I, I like Hatton. I'm probably going to take a, a pretty strong bullish stance here on, on him this week, Joe. I believe that TPC Sawgrass is a place where you've got to ball strike the heck out of it. Eight and a half strokes uh, ball striking at the API, another 10 in Phoenix, going back to some Euro Tour stuff. He's just been great. I, I like the trends we're on. Get him on a hard Florida golf course, and let's see how high Terrell can fly. Uh, I don't mind that. I'm, I'll just, for the sake of argument, take a bearish stance on him. I, I do think that he 
kind of outperformed the way that he played last week, if that makes a little bit of sense. When you look at some of the stats and numbers, um, well, two things that I think would, would, would sort of counteract a good Terrell Hatton performance. He's been not great in terms of avoiding bogeys lately. And the other one is I noticed since this event shifted from May to March, we have an increase proportionate number of shots coming from this 150 to 175 yard range, which I believe is Tyrrell's weakest range on the board. Um, tough for him to back it up. Bay Hill is just a spot for him now that I've sort of learned after sort of being fade on him last week. I think this is a spot that can frustrate him in the wrong ways, whereas Bay Hill, he's been able to get it right. Um, I'll say bearish. Get your jock market username in the chat right now. We're going to give $200 away in just a few minutes. We're going to do it in four $50 increments. If your jock market username is not in the chat, you cannot win. That's literally how this works. So just type it in and I'll add you to the randomizer and we'll pull a winner here in just one second. Uh, Keegan Bradley is our last golfer here, Joe. And Keegan has played well at TPC Sawgrass. He's playing some great golf right now. Are you bullish or bearish on Keegan Bradley? I'm bullish on Keegan. Um, if you look at his numbers in terms of ROI, the last 10 starts, then you look at the last 20 starts and the last 30 starts in each one of those, he's getting you over 20% ROI in any one of those monikers. So not only is he doing it sort of long-term, you know, 30 starts is going back more than an entire season. 10 starts is basically all this year. And you brought up a great point when we talked earlier that I believe you said he's the only guy that's made the cut here five consecutive years. Is that correct? He's the only guy who's played all available rounds to him. So Justin Thomas and John Rahm made the cut one year, but they got MDF'd on Saturday when that uh, used to exist. Yes. Getting MDF. But it's man. basically only three guys that have made all five cuts in the last five editions. Still impressive. He was the uh had a great run here last year as well. I'll say bullish on Keegs. All right. Uh I'm with you as well. I kind of I kind of gave it I gave it to you out of the gate there. I, I just I just think he's playing the best golf of his life. And now he's going back to a place that he has had a lot of success. And I actually think he's the last guy on the board in terms of the betting odds that can actually win the golf tournament. I mean, he won Zozo, which is obviously a, a strong field, but not as deep. So I, yeah, I like the way Keegan sets up for this week. Okay. That concludes uh, bullish or bearish. So we are uh, rocking and rolling here. So if you are, if you have commented before John, JJSPJ98, I have your username. Okay, so don't don't worry about that. Uh, if you have not dropped your jock market username in the chat right now, uh, what are you waiting for? Because it's only a few minutes before we start giving this away. And what we're going to do is we're going to bring in our, our money man, the guy who gives it all away, Jonathan Bell from Jock Market himself. Hello, Jonathan. Guys, it is always a pleasure to be on the show. So happy to join here. Uh, highest purse in the PGA Tour and one of our one of our best markets, you know. This is one of my favorite markets of the whole year. So if you if you haven't joined in, hopped on the jock market train, what are you waiting for, guys? This is this is your week. We're gonna have an awesome market for you this week. Yeah, I I love it, and I I want you to uh, kind of get us up to speed with everything because you guys have been rocking and rolling. You know, it was it was shorting an IPO, and now it's and now it's the pick'em game. Like it it seems like every week something new is happening at jock market. So what's the latest kind of state of the union over there? 
Yeah, guys, the State of Union is great. It's been really cool to see over the last year and a half since I've been here us grow and these new things, right? Like, you know, to see Pick'em start from inception and idea to where it is now is awesome. And for all the stuff we have planned in the future, can't give away too much, but we're working so hard on getting all this new stuff in there, making the Pick'em experience as best as we can for our users. And, you know, hopefully we'll eventually get there on golf. We're, we're trying our very best. So as soon as we have any updates on that, we'll be, we'll be sure to let our community know. I'm sure they're hankering for that. Yeah. What I love speaking of the community, what I love is you guys have uh, done such a good job of leaning into golf, right? Obviously I'm, I'm very biased in that, in that scenario, right? I think it should be treated as a top one sport, but I understand, you know, NFL and NBA exist, but there are, you know, there are others out there who ah, golf, it's fine, whatever you guys have really done a cool job of jumping in, building out this community and kind of leaning into it a bit. Yeah, absolutely. I will say like, I'm also biased because as you know, like I'm a huge <laughs> golf guy. Like the reason I got to work for Jock Market was because watching your show, learned about it from there. Awesome. I'm like, been playing golf since I was a little kid and been, you know, betting on golf before I joined here also for, for a few years. And I love it so much. And like, if you just think about it from a Jock Market perspective, like, yeah, you know, football is king in, in the US and that's going to drive a lot of users and whatever. And basketball is awesome too. But like, if you just think about it from like a market perspective, like how perfect is a golf tournament for like stock market deal? FS, right? Yeah. It just works so well. Like, you know, you see your guy, you can just see it. You're like, oh, you know, this guy has it. You know, Spieth is making a run today. Like, I'm going to buy him. Or you can just tell it, like, oh, you know, that's Kitayama's big right miss. Like, he is hitting it out of bounds today. And like, I'm going to short him right away. It just works so well. And the, the drama on Sunday, it's, it's, it's so perfect. And I couldn't think of a better game to kind of encapsulate why stock market DFS is something that everybody should be playing and trying, especially if you're a golf fan, than the game of golf. Yeah, I love that. You know, you guys are uh, relatively new into Pennsylvania. How many states is Jock Market in now? And I assume there is kind of this general assumption as like always more states coming. I know there's a lot of regulation and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So we're new in Pennsylvania. I believe that's like 35 or 36. If you just go to jockmarket.com slash states overview, you can oh, see okay. what states there are. I don't want to we, – we are becoming live. We, we did can't spill the beans, but there is a new state coming soon can't say which or can't say which but very soon we have a new state coming um so that's great not sure about pick them for that said state but we do have a new state coming you know can't don't want to say too much but we have a state coming uh, um, see, yeah. and as for pick them yeah i think we're legal in like maybe 20 20 or so states for pick them again you can see all that on the job market states overview again you know our our guys are trying so hard you know it's so much legal work and stuff. Like, luckily, I'm not involved in that thing. Thank God, that'd be that'd be pretty brutal. But yeah, uh, we're always trying to get new states. Make sure that anywhere we can and will be legal. Trying our best. So yeah, yeah. I see that. There's a great there's a great map on jockmarket.com/slash/states-overview uh, where you can see both markets in Pickham, just markets or neither. So this is, this is pretty cool. Joe, you, and uh, I mean, you, you and your, I mean, you've got family who, who are like big in to, uh, I mean, like probably power users of jock market and the, the evolution of that and to see and hear the stories that we've been able to hear over the course of the last, Oh my God, two and a half years or whatever it's been. And like, yeah, now it's 30 something States and pick them and rocking and rolling. Yeah, it's amazing. So I've got a brother who's into it. I've got friends who him and I went to high school with who are super into it. So it's been really cool. One thing that you kind of touched on, Jonathan, that like I've always said about stock market DFS, in which pertains particularly to golf, is that 
one, the longevity of the tournament, right? It gives you so many more opportunities to find these sort of buy and sell spots and unload some shares and add more. And the other part of it is like, I like the fact that the $25 payout is the winner of the tournament and second place gets the second place payout versus sometimes, you know, when I, when I play NFL or sometimes like that, um, you will have a random tight end who scores a touchdown late, who vaults up the leaderboard, but um, wasn't necessarily impactful in terms of like winning that game that you're watching, if that kind of makes sense, which is nice about golf where it basically essentially mirrors the leaderboard exactly in terms of the payout structure, which is sort of, I think, unique in terms of some of the other contests that you offer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Something that's like I find super interesting about golf or why jock market's great is like, um, you know, when I bet outrights or whatever, since, you know, I can't play DFS anymore, I love to bet outrights so I can bet outrights. And then, you know, Mito Pereira, right? I love the guy, but the guy hits a ball into the water. My payout on 150 to one awesome bet, right? Is $0. If you're betting Mito on jock market. That's heartbreaking for Mito, but that's not heartbreaking for you because you yeah. probably got Mito at $3 a share. So maybe you're missing out on like 8X, but you're still getting 6X your money. Like I, I have some people like, right in and they're like, Oh, like, what do you mean? I'm only getting, you know, at most five X my money on the winner. And I think that's the wrong way to look at jock market, because if you, if you want those high style returns, go play pick them. And that's fine. We have pick them now, right? You can, you can go do that. But if you're, if you're trying to like build a portfolio and become a profitable DFS player, I would think that jock market is one of, if not the best game to really hone your skills and build a portfolio because you can really, if you're good on your analysis, right? They don't need to win the tournament. They just need to beat their value, which is why jock market is such a great game. Yeah, for sure. What you, what you quote lose in the return for the first spot you gain in the returns for every other spot. Um, exactly. And that's where that payout comes, right? Just cause you don't have the exactly. huge one over there. Every single spot has a bigger payout. All right, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to I'm going to shut this down here in just a second. So, if you have not dropped your jock market handle into the chat right now, you're in big trouble. I've got everybody up to Luke Hunter. So, Lou who 4529. I've got everybody before that. I've yep. got y'all locked and loaded. So, I'll give it another 60 or 120 seconds and then we're going to shut this down. But Jonathan, uh before we do that, before we do the drawing, I mean I know how big of a golf fan you are. Like, what are we, who are we, who do we like for this player's championship? Who's, who's going to hoist that, you know, 17 inch gold man on Sunday. First of all, can we please have a moment of silence for the gold man on the broadcast? I don't know how hard far my heart sank when I saw on Twitter today that the gold man will not be bringing back. So that's really sad. So Rick, I was going to, I was going to, I'll say what I think first. And then I have one more question for you and then we'll do the drawing. So what I think is, I've been going back and forth on Patrick Cantlay a lot. And I think I think Patrick Cantlay is probably one of my favorite plays for this week, given his odds. I'm gonna I would stay away um from outright betting of the top three guys. I know you have Scotty on your yeah. card and which that is makes rare me for nervous. Me. Yeah. Because if you're betting a top three guy, well, you're <laughs> one know. for one, right? You bet Rom yeah. and he hit. So um but I just think Patrick Cantley right now is probably playing the best golf in the world, and I think he would be a favorite. The only the only issue for me is the three missed cuts, but you know, as important as as course history is at Augusta, it's as not important here. I think it's super volatile. He has the wins. And also, would there be this miscut narrative around Canley if COVID year wasn't canceled? He was, what, T3, 500, right? Only four back from Hideki. So 
I like that. And then if you got good numbers on Keegan and Day, I think those are also great. I, the, unfortunately, the chalk has kind of just pushed their numbers into like the unbettable range at the moment. And mm-hmm. one long shot I like is Tom Hoagie. I believe he was first round leader before the wins hit and the, the accuracy and the approach play hit for me. So the last question to you before the drawing is, how do you approach? So, so here's jock market, right? The chalk yeah. doesn't really matter. It's not like DFS. Do you throw game theory and leverage out the window when you're looking at jock market players? Like, let's see if you, you have 10 players, right? And you like a guy, um, you like, you love Jason day this week, everything matches up, but you know, he's 35% owned. You can't touch him in DFS. Does that wisdom of the crowd prevent you from playing him in jock market? Or do you fully ignore that the chalk is fully on him and his IPO price? Like, are you only looking at IPO price? Yeah. So it's really, it's really interesting because the chalk in other formats could just turn into like a pricey version of that golfer in the stock market. But, and Joe's talked about this a lot, you know, if you just have a number set for everybody, if my, I don't really care how quickly, like I just, this is my number. I'm going to pay $7 and 50 cents a share for golfer X. And if he goes over that, I'm out now easier said than done, right? Yeah. Because when he gets to 755, you're like, oh, I go five more cents or whatever, you know what I mean? But Now here's here's the real catch, right? Like what if you just set your number and if he gets above them, boom, you're that's, short. That is, okay, because, yeah, well, that's interesting too, shorting them, but even just like the, the people who have great success, they're not even around for IPO. Like they have put in their $7.50 bid like three yeah. hours earlier okay. and are letting the proxies, and then they're never influenced by the drama and the things that are happening absolutely around this is exactly what you said like my set and forget one and done does better than my one and done that i set every week right because you don't have that bias and you're like oh no he's 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 a dollar over but i love him i love him i got a bid on him right which is which is something you got to do but i i think that's really interesting so okay so rick if you had to pick one guy in the in the top let's call it top four you have scotty rom rory and cantlay yeah are you still gonna go with scotty i would go with scotty i do think what's interesting about patrick cantlay though and i think it's I think it's pretty darn good for this week is um, he's an equipment free agent now. And he was talking about this in his presser today where he was like, I love that I've been able to test everything. And my, my testing was a little bit off in Phoenix. And then I got dialed in for Riviera and he's got like the two top four finishes since. So like he is now feeling so confident that what he has in the bag is exactly what he needs in the bag, which is really, really scary stuff. We love that. That's like I went to the golf simulator yesterday, got my new Ping G430, <laughs> and hit that thirty yards further than my old my old TaylorMade. I love so, that. I have the, I have the 425, which is uh, oh, it's such yeah. a good driver. It is. All right, so all here's right. what we're gonna do. Let's we're do gonna it. give it. We're gonna give, give it, away. it away. I've got all the names in here, and uh, we're gonna do four fifty dollar jock bucks. Now, I, I think in the spirit of uh, you know golf and and how we usually, I think we're just gonna do one and done. I'm gonna randomize this once. And we are just going to see the top four names on the list, and the top four names Love on it. the list are going to be let's do the it. winners. All right, here we go. I'm just going to randomize it one time. Okay, boom. On board, JG Funk, Hosehead, Little Big Man, Mile High. You guys win. Congratulations. Look, that's some karma because JG Funk said that's what's so great about jock market. ROI, oh. cons- not big, but consistent. Look at that. That's what happens when you praise when you praise the jock market, we give back. <laughs> the random.org uh, is listening and they are giving out good, <laughs> they are giving out good karma. So again, on board JG Funk, Hosehead, Little Big Man, Mile High. Uh, we'll get that cash over to you guys. But that's congrats, guys. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Jonathan. Great job. 
Thanks for coming in and making it rain a little bit. To to chop it up with you guys. Always love talking jock market with two of the people who have been with us from the beginning. And the show is awesome. Always so cool to see the community, see you guys. Joe, good luck tonight with your portfolio. And uh, I'm super excited to see the IPO and super excited for this tournament. Now, before I go, I'll only say I hope we get every shot live because last year we missed an albatross during every shot live. What egregious. So I hope the PGA Club fixes that. All right, brother. JB, thanks, man. See you. Take care. See you, buddy. Uh, always good. All right, Joe. We 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 got to get to work, friend. We got to get to work. Yeah, so, dude. We do. So we've given away two hundred bucks. We are. We've got our one hundred dollar deposit bonus, which is power. There's a link in the description. But we have got to unveil the big board now. You talked about this already. Chaos. Chaos is the name of the game. Does that change the way you're going to build this for tonight? Um, it probably should, to be honest with you. I'm a little bit more open toward uh, shorting tonight than I normally am. I do think that the spectrum in terms of where a player can finish, even if you go all the way up to the top of the board, is widened a little bit at TPC Sawgrass. Uh, I mentioned it a couple times before that, that two years ago, 16 of the top 32 missed the cut. I believe last year, uh, 10 of the top 20 missed. It, it's just an event historically, Rick, where we see year in and year out. Um, there are some names that come in in great form with great expectations that fall short of the cut line. So I wouldn't be surprised at that. If you see someone's price point get too elevated, like he mentioned, if my price target is $7.50 on a player and they get to $8.50, um, I'm going to have to question a little bit more whether that's an opportunity just to short that player versus trying to look at doing so much buying. But we'll kind of see how that evolves. Two men at the top, Scotty Scheffler and John Rahm, share the distinction as the most expensive golfers in tonight's market so far. $9.35 per share. That's asking them, Joe, to finish 13th or better. I will ask you a question that doesn't really mean anything because you don't have to pick one. You could have shares or both. But if, if you could only have shares of Scotty Scheffler or John Rahm, who are you picking tonight? At the same price? Yes. I take Rom, and it's weird, Rick, because, okay, so when they opened up this head-to-head matchup, I like to pay attention to a couple of things in terms of jock market. I like to look at things from an odds boards perspective, and like you and I are, are smart enough to know that we're not the smartest in the room, and, and right. we kind of trust some of the handicappers in the sports book managers in this environment. They opened up Scotty as a minus 120 favorite in this matchup. My jaw about hit the floor when I saw it on Monday. Now, a little bit of money's come back on John Rahm, but Scotty's still a slight favorite in a head-to-head here. Um, And it has to be just tournament setup related, right? It can't be just on the heels of the final 36 holes out of John Rahm, because if you look at the last 36 rounds, um, statistically, he's better in nearly every category. Scotty's coming around, but I still, I like, I'm not ready to not say that John Rahm isn't the best player in the world. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. Three three bad rounds does not make a man, uh, especially yeah. when he has been as dominant as he has been over the past couple of months. Rory McIlroy, 888. He is right at his fair value for tonight. He's the second pre-ranked golfer. Those pre-ranks matter, and you saw that that mattered uh, last week, right? So Rory McIlroy got the full runner-up share for last week despite finishing T2 because the higher, the better the pre-rank. That person breaks the ties. Patrick Cantlay, 852. Will Zalatoris and Max Homa are in the $7 range. Then, Joe, we get to some interesting names, some guys we haven't talked about. Jason Day, Victor Hovland, Justin Thomas, and Tony Finau are all in the $6 range. Jason Day, 
hanging a, a 20th pre-rank. The other guys are all inside the top 10. Yeah, Dave's been super popular this week everywhere, and with good reason. The numbers definitely check out there. Um, I wanted to ask you a little bit about Rory. Sure. Do you think there will be any impact in what he has had to sort of shoulder off the course this week? This is the Players Tournament. The PGA Tour is a is a is a players run organization, right? Jay Monahan doesn't run the PGA Tour; the players do. When they set up the interviews this week to talk about some of the schedule changes, which were a little bit controversial, they didn't roll out Jay first; they rolled out Rory first, and before Jay, so. He has kind of had to shoulder a lot of this responsibility in being the voice of the players. This is the players' championship. Do you think there's anything more on his plate that could potentially detract from his play in any way this week? I don't think so because I think this is the same as it has been for a year, right? I mean, he has been the de facto commissioner for a year and he's answered all the questions and he rarely turns down a a, a media request and he's been doing it for a year. So no, yeah, just because we're at HQ, you know what I mean? I, I don't, I don't really think it changes. He's been playing that role for a long time. Yeah, he did this at the Canadian Open, I believe, was like a big week right at, was it right after, right before the, but basically when everything was coming to a head with Liv, right. um, he did and stepped in front of the mic and spoke on behalf of the tour and went out there and won. Exactly. And then he kind of, he, he, you know, you could argue he uses that for fuel and, 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 and kind of uh, make sure that he, he goes out and wins these golf tournaments. Okay, we'll continue down the board here. Um, the $5 range, we have talked about some of these guys, but Keegan is here, Cam Young, Keith Mitchell, Matt Fitzpatrick, Tom Kim, even Ricky, Ricky Fowler. So is there a name currently in this $5 range that you're going to keep an eye on in the next uh, 10 minutes or so? All right, so I think Ricky's going to be overly popular this week. Fitzpatrick has injury concerns. I think Keegan is very popular. The sneaky one that I have favorited is Tom Kim. Um, So consistent over the last 10 to 12 markets. When you look particularly in jock market, he's one of, I believe, second in terms of average ROI per contest. Things have dipped a little bit, but I like the fact that he's got some things working in his favor this week. Last week, he had a great sort of return to some of the ball strike numbers his best ball striking week since the cj cup that's good to see for tom kim we aren't on a 7700 yard golf course where he's going to be at a severe disadvantage with some of the off the tee stuff he also has ricky's caddy on the bag and joe who knows this place very well who's led a player to victory here um i think this could be like we sort of you know we had the fall win but like this would really be a tom kim like coming out party yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty cool. Uh, the four dollar range currently, which generally asks these golfers to finish, I don't know, about thirty fifth or so or better, is Sahith, Chris Kirk, Adam Scott, Seamus Power, Tom Hoagie. I'm probably a little bit partial to Sahith, though I don't mind Adam Scott. I might just be looking o- overlooking though, Joe. Uh, the best player in this range, which is Chris Kirk, who's just been awesome recently. Yeah, Chris Kirk, great in Florida. Um, the most, I think, the most consistent of those guys. So it really comes down to um, how risky do you want to get? I think Sahith and Adam Scott are much riskier plays than Chris Kirk. I like Tom Hoagie too. Look, um, when I looked at some corollary stuff that he's done on different golf courses, he rated out extremely high for me. He's had a couple of bad weeks, but I love the fact that I do think he'll get a good bit of wedges in his hand this week, which is, of course, his strength. He's had some decent finishes at the Players' Championship before, and this guy was a very 
very popular name that this week I think you may see a little bit of value. If he hangs in that low $4 range, um, I like his upside and what is basically going to require. What's what's the finish there for for like $4.50 is going to be 38th or better. So it's a top 40 basically you're looking for out of him. Yeah, okay. This market, uh, I mean, this this power hour has been flying by. We've got about eight minutes or so until this IPO closes. So wow. these bids are bids are rolling in right now. We'll let Joe go build a portfolio in just a second. But uh, the code you're looking for to get involved is power. There's a link in the description. You can not only play this version, stock market DFS, in a live cash market. You can play paid contests where you have an entry fee and everybody gets the same amount of chips. And then there's payouts based on your finishing position. There is also pick them now. There is multiple day slates and other sports. There's a lot. There's a lot. So a really cool way to get involved into uh, this side of fantasy games. Joe, while I only have you for the next couple of minutes, let's just find some flyers here. Some guys further down the board. I don't even want to stick you with a range. Let's call it guys like 100 to 1 or longer. Is there anybody that you've been eyeing up? I, I, I'm I'm assuming the name Adam Svensson is going to come out of your mouth at some point, but anybody else? We know each other too well, man. You know I love Svensson. I think a lot of people do. Um, some other ones, I, I like Brandon Wu this week. I've had him on my season-long team. He's been putting together really, really solid ball-striking numbers. And a couple of the guys who have been good either historically or recently in Florida. I'm thinking of guys like Justin Suh, who led the Honda basically for three rounds. Seb Straka, who won the Honda, has played well on these sort of southeastern Bermuda courses. Those are guys down there. Um, I'm, I'm just looking in the $3 range, and I still see the name Jordan Spieth at $3.13. You wouldn't give me a very pro Spieth stance. What's a what's a price, Rick, that, that you'd be willing um, to get on board the Spieth train? I would take it whatever the price of like um, 20... 28th, maybe? I was going to say 29th, yeah. So, so like, so like okay. 650 All right. would be the price. I, I mean, he'll, I mean, I, I, his fair value is 588. So actually maybe I am bu- more bullish than I thought I was, but um, yeah, he's, he's kind of creeping up when, when I had Adam Spencer up there just to close the loop on that, he was a dollar 99 cents a share. So that's basically like make the cut, like just yeah, go make, make the, the cut. cut. All right, Joe, you got to get out of here. You got to go get your bids in. Uh, we will rendezvous here in just a second and see how those turned out. And I'll take you the rest of the way. We've got probably six minutes or so until this IPO is going to close. And there are a lot of names that we need to chat on. So let's do just that. The top of the board, uh, three golfers over $9 per share right now. And no surprise, they are the big three. They are John Rahm, Roy McElroy, and Scotty Scheffler. They are the three that will reside at the top of your betting boards. They are the three that reside one, two, and three in the pre-ranks. So really no surprise here. I guess the only surprise is that Scotty Scheffler is nearly a dollar over his fair value. So his fair value is 854. He's currently at 940. 940 is asking him to finish 13th or better. John Rahm, still shy of his fair value, He's uh, currently going for 935. His fair value is 974. And then Rory McElroy, right at about his nine bucks a share. Patrick Cantlay uh, sitting in the four spot while Max Homa sits right behind at $8.06. Max Homa, pretty significant winner in the jock market as of late. Just a 4% ROI at the API, but 142 at Genesis, a loser in Phoenix. 213 at Farmers, 219 at the Tournament of Champions. So that's four wins in the last five, including three triple-digit returns 
during that stretch. Justin Thomas, kind of one of the more interesting names, at least for me. He's been a loser in four of his last five markets, but there are certainly breadcrumbs that that game is turning around. Obviously, the great play at the Players' Championship in the past, the top 20s, even when the game hasn't been super sharp. There are reasons to be pretty excited about Justin Thomas, and there's reasons to be pretty excited about Victor Hovland. Coming off of a 10th place finish at API in which he fell, that was the final group. Still a 52% ROI for Victor. The ball striking numbers are trending in the right direction, and he went out and absolutely knocked the cover off the ball around TPC Sawgrass last week. couple notables. Uh, cheaper top 10 guys. Tony Finau not moving all that much. 675. He's been a small loser in his last two. A small winner in the two prior to that. Xander Shoffley, $6.72 right now. That's a dollar shy of his fair value. He's been a loser in two straight. Uh, a loser in three out of four, but he's got some decent returns otherwise. Still sitting there, not moving all that much. couple of Movers since the last time we refreshed. Keith Mitchell now in the mid-fives. Jordan Spieth now up to $4.63 per share. Chris Kirk now over his fair value. So things are definitely moving, and things definitely require a refresh. Let me get the most up-to-date numbers here on the big board. All right. We've got about three minutes, four minutes until this IPO closes. Uh, still the big three in the nines. No, no problem there. Rom, Scheffler, Rory. Let's see who we've got moving. Where? Is, there you go. Xander now 708. So Xander leapfrogs Will Zalatoris and Colin Morikawa. That makes sense. Here's a guy I'm interested in. Cam Young. $5.88. A winner in two straight. Starting to put that game back in order. And what we learned from him last year is there are about a million different golf courses that Cam Young can find success on. And especially when he's got uh, the good stuff flowing. Let's go further down the board and see what we can find. See if we can find any big differences between current price and fair value. We can. Alex Noren, a dollar short of his fair value with two minutes to go. Uh, Taylor Montgomery, 70 cents short of his with two minutes to go. Johnny Vegas over his. Ryan Fox over his. Joel Damon, 40 cents shy. JT Poston getting a little love. He's over his fair value for tonight. Kurt Kitayama, fresh off massive victory, sitting right at his fair value. Webb Simpson, a quarter away from his fair value. Here comes Svensson, $3.28. That's still 50 cents shy of his fair value. So there is, there is some wiggle room down here at the bottom of the board. Uh, Minwoo Lee. Nearly a dollar fifty, no more than that. Nearly two dollars away from his fair value. He's two ninety one right now. Fair value four eighty two. Thirty sixth in the pre rank. Getting stuck down here with guys in triple digits. Minwoo Lee probably needs a couple of bids put in on him. What else do we have down at the bottom of the board? Anything of note? Anything of note? Eh, probably not. Let me refresh this and see what's going on. We got about a minute or two left. This IPO is going to close right before 9 p.m. Eastern time. We usually see a flurry of bids. This market's been mature for a very long time, all day. We have not seen a single golfer break through that $10 mark yet, but we've got three guys within 50 cents of it who are absolutely lurking. Uh, Justin Thomas now up to $8 a share. What does that mean? $8 is 18th place. So he's got to finish 18th or better. If you think he can, buy. Maybe if you don't think you can, maybe short him. I don't know. That's that's your money. I'm not I'm not great at the shorts, but maybe you will have better success than I. Sung JM, haven't mentioned his name yet. Six dollars and forty-five cents, right at his fair value. Can Sung J finish 25th or better? Top 25. 
because that's what we're asking him to do at that price point. Corey Connors finally getting the game in order. He's right at his fair value. That's much lower, though. $5.39 right now. That's asking Corcon to finish about 30th. So Sungjae's fair value, 25th. Corey Connors is 30th. That's why we say there is a price for everyone. I've got 859. So we are probably closing momentarily. I'm going to try to get another refresh in here. We're going to see Closed. how Oh, boy. I try. That was early. It was um, like almost 859 on the dot. So yeah. if you were a buyer and not a shorter in that market, um, sometimes we see when we get that early close, you know, before some of the late dollars come into the market, you get a decent price point on some guys. We'll see if that shakes out. Yeah. So let's see. We're going to let the dust settle here uh, and see what these final prices were. But if you haven't gotten involved yet, we gave out 200 bucks tonight. We're giving out, you know, we got another $100 deposit bonus. If you use the code power, there's a link in the description. Rock and roll. Go, go get it started. Okay. I've got the final pricing. Joe, do you have your, do you have your guys over in your portfolio right now? Sure do. Okay. Uh, I am ready for your golfers when you are. Okay. Uh, John Rahm, nice. 9.86. What size? We haven't seen him dip under That's, $10 in a long time. Let's see. He has not, yeah. Um, the tournament of champions, which was obviously a smaller field, but yes, that he's had five in a row where he's been over $10. He's had four in a row where he's been over $11. So nine eighty six for John Rom tonight. Yep. Opens up a couple finishing positions there for him. Um, $8 and six cents. Max Homa. I talked about being bullish on him. Um, that was below the price point of $8 and 25 that I had as terms of a target price. Um, then in the low sevens, Xander and Colin Morikawa both. So I kind of went a little bit more top heavy toward the top of the board than I was necessarily expecting to. Um, I had a couple of shorts up here, um, like one notably on Justin Thomas that didn't quite get to the price point. So those didn't actually process um, that I was looking for. So obviously, if you're in that situation, the money goes back into your account if they don't hit that mark. Um, in the $6 range, Sungjae Im. Moving down, Siwoo Kim at exactly $5 per share. $4.12, Alex Noren. And then in the, the bottom dwelling, Adam Svensson, $3.28, Brandon Wu, $3.09, and Dylan Wu. I got the Wu brothers, baby, at $2.30. Uh, Dylan Wu, we didn't mention it. If, if you go look up Dylan Wu's ball striking numbers, he's gained like six strokes ball striking in like each of his last two starts. Really? Um, Brandon has yeah. been solid too with his yeah. irons. I accidentally misclicked. So it's Rom, Homa, Xander, Morikawa, Sungjae. Who else? I'm sorry. My bad. The, the two um, Woos. So Sungjae, Siwoo. Siwoo. Woo, Siwoo, and Woo. Okay. <laughs> Norin, Spencer, Woo, Woo. Got it. Norin and Spencer were the last two that I needed. Okay. So Spencer. So if I miss, I'm going to try not to misclick. Woo, woo, we woo, go. Kenny, woo. Oof, okay. Rom, Homa, Xander, Morikawa, Sungjae, woo, woo, Siwoo, Norin, Svensson. That's that's Joe's portfolio for tonight. Uh, woo! There you go. You're ready to rock and roll. Brett got Cantlay, Victor, Sungjae, Minwoo. You could go back and get some Minwoo. <laughs> Good, yes. Can't forget Minwoo. Uh, young Montgomery, Pendrith, Griffin for Snoopaloop. Brent got Denny, Minwoo, Kirk, Hoagie, Sig, Sink, Poston, Kisner, Hubbard, and Davis Thompson. Brent is our, I believe, our resident like penny stock guy. Yeah. Love it. 
I love that too. Molinax and Dietrich for Eddie. JG Funk got Hovland. Will Zalatoris, Fitzpatrick, Sahith, Cam Young, Hideki under $5. Hadwin, Svensson, Nick Taylor, Johnny Vegas, Gary Woodland, and Aaron Baddeley. Very cool. And then Kevin also, uh, oops, sorry. Drew also noted that you need to get some shares of Minwoo to round out the collection. And then Kevin got Scheffler, Hovland. I like this. Scheffler, Hovland, Bradley, Spieth. Cam Young, Fowler, Griffin. This is a this is a portfolio that I would have maybe depending on whatever that speed price is. But yeah, um, those are your guys. Except those speed. Are, those are my guys. Okay, um, let's take a look at this. So we kind of talked through some of these already. Rom, the cheapest he's been basically this year. Scheffler at nine eighty. That's pretty good. Rory at nine sixty five. Yeah, cheapest he's been since the BMW Championship, and the only time since the Memorial uh, or the second time BMW championship and this, that he's been this price. So really no surprise. One, two, three was going to be these guys in some very close proximity to one another. Sure. Yep. Pretty much mirrors the odds board. And then Patrick Cantlay just behind them at eight seventy five. I believe he's fourth on most odds boards this week. So it looks, it, it you know, it's, it's funny how this market, they all start at $1 and ends up <laughs> working out very similar to what we see elsewhere. Yeah, and just to just to point out, I mean, Rom and Rory one and three, they are separated by twenty one cents per share. Yep, so very 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 close. Can't uh, lay home a Thomas in the eight dollar range, then uh, a little bit bigger in the sevens. Hovland, Finau, Xander, Zalatoris, Morikawa, Jason Day. That Xander price feels a little light, doesn't it? He's it I sure mean, does. Um, so Century, I think we can kind of Century and Hero were two weird ones. But you'd have to go back to the BMW Championship to find him at a cheaper price as well um, than he was in. And he finished third in that event. So it's been frustrating, Rick, in some degree, watching Xander a lot this year. It feels like he's been on the precipice of of just playing ever since Amex, right? When he came back from the the back injury and, and had the albatross there. It seems like he's been playing really well-rounded, solid golf and back to his normal form. But we haven't quite seen that um convert into great you know top five finishes at least in the last five starts but i do think he sets up well this week i expect him to be there tom kim 617 jordan spieth 546 so that is spieth asking spieth to finish 31st or better i would have been a buyer at that price yeah, that's too cheap. I love I love his ball striking numbers. Um, he he had obviously the the event at um Phoenix where which was the best of his career last week was pretty solid again. He gained strokes putting last week, although you noted how awkward at times oh, that it looked God. for Spieth. Um, he did mention in the press conference that like he felt, even though he looked very uncomfortable, uh, some guys, want, maybe he just wants to talk himself. He's, into t- he's trying to convince himself of that. Yeah. It, that's gotta be what it is. But uh, sometimes that works with golfers. So we'll see. Um, I think that he's actually, I, I do really like that price on him. Uh, I do too. I do too. Uh, here's Brandon Wu three Oh nine. So just c- try to put some perspective in here. $3 and nine cents is that break. Even is, is 51st. So th- this is why the jock market is unique in which like literally every golfer is in play, which is not necessarily the case in some fantasy formats. It's, de- it's not necessarily the case in outrights or whatever. It's just like literally every golfer is in play. You're, and you're asking them to, outperform what everybody else thought they were going to do. 
Absolutely. And the beauty of it now is if you don't feel comfortable and, and you see an, a bid or an offer in terms of the shares and the players that you are holding in your portfolio, uh, you can get rid of them. As this thing turns out from now until the end of the day, Sunday, you can add shares as well. So uh, the fun has only just begun on a super volatile TPC Sawgrass where we're, we're you know, we have an exciting tournament in store of, with plenty of ups and downs. Like we talked about, it. there's some holes down the stretch where it's very unique here, unlike other spots where Eagle and Birdie are firmly in play. If you hit a good shot, if you miss that shot by two yards to the right, you're trying to get up and down sometimes for bogey and ultimately can result in double. Yeah, like two yards is like the, is like a three-shot swing in some spots totally. on this golf course. Crazy. Yeah, it's really crazy. Okay, so yeah, live live trading is 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 underway. Have added this tournament. It's obviously going to start Thursday morning on the East Coast and run uh, through Sunday. Joe, uh, it has been an, a, a hell of a run of these last five weeks with four elevated events. And before you know it, we're going to be right back in it. Uh, but I can't wait for this. It's going to be an absolute blast. It's going to be fun. Can't wait to see you for Valspar next week. Congrats to the four people who all will have $50 in jock bucks uh, deposited into their account soon. Um, and, and good luck to everyone this week. Hope that you enjoy the players. Follow Joe on Twitter at tour picks. You can find me at Rick run good. This has been your jock market power hour for the players championship. Good luck.